Hi friend, I'm Monique Scripp, and you are listening to the Fierce Identity Podcast, a podcast all about being fierce and confident in who you are so you can go out and make a kingdom impact. I'm a business leadership coach, and I come alongside women in business to help them overcome their roadblocks so that they can make an impact and an income. I do group coaching, speaking, and I'm the creator of the course Multiply for Network Marketers. For more ways for us to connect, you can follow me at Monique Script Coaching on Instagram or go to MoniqueScript.com for our email list. Sit back and enjoy the honest conversation. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to share the message today because I am not teaching you business strategy. I am not teaching you like the latest life hack. I'm teaching you or really encouraging you as a mom. So if you are a mom, I have just recognized how much moms sacrifice and how much you sacrifice. You sacrifice for your children. You sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your energy. You sacrifice the things that you want to do. And there's so much in motherhood that is giving, 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 giving all the time. And it's a thankless job. And it can be hard sometimes to forget our purpose in the middle of parenting and in the middle of, you know, cleaning up after your kids for the 50th time that day or giving the same lecture that you gave the day before and the day before and just like the process of parenting. And so my encouragement to you today is to remember the promise during the process. Remember the promise. Remember the call that God has put on your life in mothering. And when you are in that process and it's hard and it's frustrating and you're like, why am I going through this? Just remember that promise and remember the purpose of the kids that you're raising. Okay, so I'm going to give you today four must-dos for the overwhelmed mom. Four must-dos for the overwhelmed mom. So this is something that you may want to write down, or you can come back and listen to the podcast again and really just think about these things because I want to encourage you to keep going. The enemy wants nothing more but to destroy your family. And I think in this day of social media where you see people's highlights and you see people that it looks like, wow, like what a great mom she is. Like, look at all these great things she's doing with her mom. I mean, with her kids. And you may feel like that's not you. You may feel like, man, we're struggling over here. Like we are just making it. Or I feel so guilty. Or I raise my voice at my kid. Like you may be feeling all of these things and you see these other people that quote unquote, it's not real life, have it together. And so you feel discouraged as a mom or you feel that comparison as a mom or you feel that guilt. Like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Like this other mom is doing this. Like, should my kids be doing this? And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, So I'm going to give you four must-dos for the overwhelmed mom. So I am in a season right now where it is just a tough parenting season. It is probably the hardest parenting season that I have been through. And I don't share that publicly because honestly, it's not anybody's business. And, And that's one of the things I'm going to talk about too, is having close relationships that you can confide in. And I also want to be respectful to my children. And if you have been following me for any length of time, you know that probably five, six years ago, I was sharing daily like things my kids were doing, funny things they were saying, um, stories, funny videos. And they had asked me, hey, mom, like, can you not put us on social media as much? And I fully, fully respect that. And so anything I share, I 
ask their permission before. And I don't, I, I think about, you know, what if my mom had social media when I was a kid and she was sharing my whole life? I probably would have been embarrassed and I probably would not have liked that. So I've always tried to be respectful of them. Like just because they're kids, I don't want to blast them on line without their permission or something that would embarrass them. And so I don't feel, and I, I don't feel like it's my place to talk about what's going on in our home, but I will say it is a very, very tough season of parenting. And there are some things that have been going on that have required me to adjust my schedule. So one of those things is very recent just happened. Um, as we are just going through something with one of our kids in particular. And I really felt like the Lord was telling me, Monique, like you've got to invest more time. Like you need to invest more time with this child. And, um, and so, you know, we just have so much going on in our life as far as the kids sports. And I've got, I've talked about this before, but I've got two injured kids who consistently have physical therapy. Um, several days a week and other things that where our evenings are full and it just feels like our life is so full. But I just felt like the Lord was like, Monique, this specific child needs your help and needs your attention. And so there were a series of events and things that had happened. And the there was an event that had happened last week that was kind of the last straw for me as a mom um, in recognizing, okay, I've got to do something different. So Matt and I made the decision to um, take this specific child out of school and for me to homeschool him for the next, they really only have three more weeks of school. Um, and it was absolutely nothing to do with the school. The school is wonderful. Like they're helping me figure this out. But it was it was my child, and it was some things where the Lord really I had I had been thinking like you know what Monique you're, you may have to homeschool him like you may need to bring him home and just work with him closely on some things, and um, I had already been thinking that, and then when this situation happened, I was like okay that's it, like this is time, and so it has been so beautiful for I mean we've just been doing this a week, but it has been so beautiful and. And a moment of me having to stop and to slow down because I am constantly in go, go, go mode. And I'm not talking about hustle mode, but just constantly a steady, um, you know, pattern of things, doing things all the time, all day, every day. And so it's required me to stop and really, really pour into this specific child, but it has been a challenge because I'm running a business. I have three children. I ha our life is full. And so it has a little bit uh, rocked my world. And going into it, Matt was like, are you sure you're going to be able to juggle? You know, but we knew it was really what was needed in this season. So I share that to say that um, I have been holding it together and I'm like, okay, I got this. You know, in my head, I think I'm superwoman. I'm like, okay, I can run my business. I can do these other things. I can I'm homeschool my kid. Like I can do it all. You know, this is what I'm telling myself. And I had been great. I had kept it together. I had been, you know, organized. I just kind of rearranged our schedule, took some things off the calendar to fit this in. And so... Um, then Sunday came yesterday, as I'm recording this, today's Monday. So Sunday came and um, another part of this situation is one this same child. Um, I'm currently, currently not allowing them to go to youth group. That's a whole other story. But anyway, so I had sat in, in um, the lobby 
and I missed our class, our Sunday morning class. Um, and I'm sitting there in the lobby and I'm thinking, okay, I have given up my week. Like I've given up my days. I'm giving up my Sunday mornings. And I'm like, I am, this is me talking to myself, kind of having a pity party. I have just sacrificed so much. Like I am sacrificing so much and he does not even know, like this kid does not even know what is being sacrificed. And so, um, I share that to say, you do the same thing. Like you are sacrificing day after day after day. And you are, you know, I essentially pretty much removed any kind of self-care off of my calendar. Like I had to cancel a hair appointment last week. I had to, you know, just different things, which is not the end of the world. But I'm saying that to say that we have, we remove the things that are life-giving to us to pour into our kids and to invest in our kids. And we sacrifice and you are sacrificing. And so I want today to be speaking life into you, encouraging you as a mom and saying, you can do this. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. For me, this is just a season. This is just something we're doing in a season. This is not a permanent thing. We're hoping he will go back next year to the same school. We love his school. Um, This is just a season. And so if you're in something and you're like, this is never going to end, like in your mind, you're thinking, this is never going to end. Like, will my child ever learn? Like, will, will we ever get over, you know, this situation? You will. And my dad gave me some of the most wise advice. I've already shared it in a podcast before, but I'm going to say it again here. And that is, Monique, you are the mom that God designed for your child. You are the mom for your child. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't have the strength to do this. I'm not capable. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the ability. Those are lies. Those are lies from the enemy. You can You were the mom that was created for your child. And so if your child is struggling, God knows, you know, that he's given you this role. Does this mean you have to do it in your own strength? No, like he will give you the strength to do that. Okay, so let me get to the four four points. Y'all are like, Monique, just give us the four points, four must do's. Okay, four must do's for the overwhelmed mom. Number one is to have close relationships where you can share your mess. Okay, have close relationships where you can share your mess. So I have, um, I have, you know, some people who are just such dear friends to me and such loyal, committed friends who pray for me, who care for our family, like all those things. So as all of this had transpired, I just shared with a handful of friends, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm pulling this kid, kid out of school. Like, if I'm not as responsive as normal, like, this is why. Can you pray for this? Whatever. And so, um, when this happened, there was a day last week when I literally, at the same time, I received two voice messages, two text messages from um, two people in my life. And so one of them is my best friend, Lauren, who she's probably listening because she's like my loyal podcast listener, um, who has been such a f- encouragement to me, you know, just through the years. We've been through a lot through the years, and she has been just such a friend, like just true friend to me. And um, she sends me this voice message and it is like two minutes of just, Monique, you've got this. You're doing great. Like you're such an amazing mom. Like um, this makes me emotional, but like speaking life into me in that moment where I needed to hear that. And she had no idea that I needed to hear that. Okay. So then right at that same time, 
I get another voice message from my friend Melanie, who is a mentor to me. She's like a second mom to me. Pretty much the same thing. Like, sends me this message that's just like, Monique, you know, God can turn any situation around. Like, sometimes in parenting, when it feels discouraging, like, he is using your child, like, all this stuff. Okay, and in that moment, ooh, y'all, I did not think I would cry. Okay, in that moment, this is exactly how I felt. I felt like... Um, there is a story in Exodus 17 that talks about Moses and how Moses, they are fighting against the Amalekites, okay? If you don't know the story, you can go in Exodus 17 and read it, but they're fighting against the Amalekites. And basically when Moses' hands are raised, they are winning. And the moment that his hands start to go down, like because when he gets tired, his hands go down, they start to lose, and so he has to hold his hands up, okay? This, I know it sounds like a funny story, but that's that, this is the story. He has to hold his hands up in order for them to win, to defeat the Amalekites. So he starts to get tired. I'm actually just going to read it to you. Okay, so this is, this is Exodus 17, 12. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and her held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Okay, so basically, here he has, Moses has Aaron on one, holding one hand. Okay, it says, let me see. Aaron and her held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. Okay, how I felt in that moment is I was like, Lord, you have given me, here I've got this one friend. They don't know this. They didn't know this was going on. But it was like in that moment, I felt like one friend was holding up one hand and one friend was holding up another hand. Like, Monique, you know, we've got this. Like, you've got this and we are here to hold you up and we are here to encourage. So, if you do not have those friendships, find friendships. It's not, you don't need to blast all your business to the whole world, but you do need to have close friends that you can just share your mess. Say, we are struggling. It is a rough season. Like, it is a hard day of parenting or I messed up or whatever. Have those friends and have those relationships where you can share your mess. Okay, that's number one. Number two is to have daily and weekly rest without the guilt. I'm going to repeat that. Have daily and weekly rest without the guilt. So this looks like, this could look like as far as weekly, having a day where you say, this is my day of rest, or this is the day I'm not going to blank. Maybe you put boundaries. So you've heard me talk about this already, but Mondays for me, I call it my buffer day because I don't really like, you know, sit around and do nothing, but I pretty much don't schedule things. Like I'll allow myself to get things done around the house, make calls I need to make for, you know, anything regarding my kids or family life. Um, That's kind of my buffer day, but I'm very intentional not to obligate myself to get on a Zoom call or to do certain things on those days. And you have to set boundaries because like even this weekend, Becky and I met, we were planning some things out for the rest of the year. And she was like, hey, could you do this on Monday? And I was like, I can't. And she's respectful. You know, she is so sweet and respectful of that as far as us running our our business. Um, but that's my day where it's a rest day. And it's a day where you 
rest. And so for you, that could be Sundays. For you, the reason I do Mondays is because our life is chaotic and our weekends are not restful, in my opinion. And so you figure it out for you. It could be in the middle of the week. It could be whatever it is, but have a day where you can just recharge and make sure there's nothing that you have to go to or commit to at least one day a week. Also, having time every single day where you do that. So do you have something built in. I mean, it could be a simple lunch break. Like you take a lunch break and then you chill for 30 minutes before you get right back to what you're doing. Or maybe it's right before you pick up your kids from school. You have a little bit of downtime. You're like, let me just be quiet and still before I go do this. And you have to hold to those boundaries because people will ask you, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? But you have to hold to those boundaries. You're like, hey, I can't. And you don't have to tell them, oh, it's my rest day. It's my rest time. You just say I'm not available because you have to recharge. You cannot keep going. So I'll give you an example. Um, Yesterday, uh, well, let me digress. Okay, so when I say have a daily and weekly rest day without the guilt, you need to remember that second part, which is without the guilt. Because as moms, what happens is when we rest, we feel guilty. We're like, oh, but I should do this. I should do that. So yesterday when we came home from church, I um I went into our bedroom and I started watching a movie and I was like, I'm just going to have a little bit of time without kids. Like I'd already kind of said that to myself because we had a super busy weekend and I said, I'm just going to sit here without kids. So Bryson, my oldest, he comes and knocks on the door and he said, hey, mom, can I come sit here and watch this with you? And I said, hey, buddy. I said, I know I love you, but I said, I'm just going to have some alone time. And that makes me feel so guilty, you know, like immediately, I'm like, oh, Monique, like he just wants to spend time with you, you know, but I'm saying this because your kids will always, and he understood, but your kids will always, you know, be asking to break one of your boundaries or, you know, there's always something more that you can be doing. And when you have intentional time that you do spend with your kids, then you don't feel guilty when you're like, hey, I'm just going to watch a movie by myself. Um, And so... That's the other part is you have intentional time with your family because truly, like my family gets so much of me that the alone times are very few and far between. And so recognizing that you're going to feel, there's a part of you that's going to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so guilty. But you have to say, okay, I've committed this time to rest. I'm going to rest and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And you can reassure your kids so they don't see it as rejection, but just explaining that you have that time of rest. Okay, so number one was have close relationships where you can share your mess. Number two is to have daily and weekly rest without guilt. Number three is remove the non-essentials. So if there are things that are on your calendar that you're committed to, that you are doing that are not essential for the season of life that you are in, see what you can remove. So when I just shared about how we made the decision, like, okay, I'm going to make this transition where he's going to be home with me. um, I immediately had to go to my calendar and say, okay, if something is not essential, I'm going to have to remove it or I'm going to have to adjust things. I'm going to have to change because there's not enough hours in the day to do all the things. And so sometimes you do things out of um, obligation. You're like, oh, I feel like I should do this. I feel like I should do that. I feel like I, you know, a good mom does this. Or maybe you're volunteering for something that you're like, I'm just not, I'm just not committed to that. 
And so if there's anything in your life that is a non-essential, remove it or start delegating things to someone else or start doing, you know, maybe if grocery shopping takes a ton of your time and energy, do Instacart where you have it delivered. Like start doing things that give you time back, that remove things that are non-essential so that you can focus on the things that are most important. Something that I feel like is a really, really important concept for us as Christian moms is the concept of do not leave your post, okay? What I mean by that is there's so much going on and there's so, you can always be doing more and volunteering and doing this, that, and the other. And they're quote unquote good things. But if they are things that are distracting you from your family and your priority is your spouse and your children, that is your priority. And so I'm not saying you can't work, obviously, like I'm a coach helping people grow in their business. Obviously, I don't feel that way. But I do feel like if you start getting distracted, you are not in alignment with what the Lord has designed for you as a mom. Okay, I'm going to say that again. If you are getting distracted, you are not in alignment with what the Lord has designed for you as a mom. And that's one of the reasons I made the decision with my child is because I'm like, I need to pour into him. Like he needs mom. He doesn't need anybody else. He needs mom to be the one to speak life into him, to encourage him, to work with him, to teach him, to do that in this season. And so are you attentive to the things that are going on with your children or do you have so many other things going on that you're distracted? And and I've had to apologize about that. I've had to repent of that. I've had to, you know, in different times of life where I have been distracted. And so I feel like it is so important not to leave your post, not to delegate important things um, that require you being the one investing in your children, you being the one investing in your home and find other things that you can remove. Okay. So your family is the essential. So anything that's not that is the non-essential. And so if you don't have capacity, you have to remove that from your calendar. All right. That's number three. And then number four is you cannot do it all. Okay. You cannot do it all. So as I said, you know, I felt like I was like, I am superwoman. I can do it all. But you can't. You cannot do it all. And so that's another lie that I feel like the enemy tries to tell moms and women is you're weak if you have to get help. You're weak if you have to, you know, if you break down and cry. You're weak if you, you know, can't do all these things. And so you have to remove that thought because it's a lie of you can do it all. There's a reel going around right now that's really funny that's basically saying that. She's like, stop trying to do everything. And she says, but I like to or but I want to. Um, And it's not working out like it doesn't work. That's the whole, you know, that's the whole thing of the reel is it doesn't work. And so if you are trying to do everything, trying to be everything, Um, you're going to burn yourself out. And a lot of times that's connected with approval and feeling like you want to do everything because you want this image of, I've got it all together. Like I can raise these kids and I can raise this, I can have this business and I can, you know, do this, this, and this and volunteer here and do this and look at our picture perfect family. (laughs) Okay. It's a lie. You cannot do it all. And that goes hand in hands with removing the non-essentials. Like, can you delegate things? Can you hire somebody to help you? Can you, um, you know, what can you do so that you do not have to do 
all of the things, okay? So I want to encourage you in this season, mom, keep going. Keep going. Keep speaking life into your child. Keep, you know, pouring into your family. Keep in those moments of sacrificing where you feel like, what's the point? Like nobody ever thanks me. Nobody ever appreciates me. I want you to know that you are seen and you are noticed and you are valued. And in those moments where you feel like, what is the point? Keep going. In those moments where you feel like my child will never change, keep going. In those moments where you feel like I've repeated myself over and over and over again, or this situation's never going to end, or this season is never going to end, keep going and keep praying, okay? Prayer can change situations. So if you are not praying over your children, I encourage you to pray. Pray for their future. Pray for their school days. Pray for their friendships. Pray for the people who will influence them. Pray for other adults to come into their life who will pour into them. But just know that your role as a mom is so meaningful, okay? I'm in a... um in our current coaching session right now, and I don't think she'll mind me sharing this, but we have a client right now, uh, Carly, and Carly was actually a professional bodybuilder. She's transitioned to network marketing, so she's in our, our coaching program. And so we were having this conversation about mindset last week, and she made the statement, and she said, you know, she said, I was raised by my grandmother, and she said, one of the reasons why I was so successful is because my grandmother spoke life into me, and she said, she told me I could do anything, and she said, because she told me that, I went out, and she literally, like, you guys can look her up, Carly Starling on Instagram, you'll see what I mean, but she literally, like, dominated in um, weightlifting, and she was very successful in that. And she said it was because of her belief. So I say that to you because as a mom, speak life into your kids. You are the one. You are the one who has to tell your kid, I believe you're going to be a world changer. I believe you're going to do great things. I believe you can do anything you put your mind to. And speaking those words of life to them and speaking that encouragement and empowering them, you are the one who is going to make a difference in the life of your child. So in those moments where it's hard, I feel you, okay? If we were sitting here um, together, I would give you a hug. Like, I feel you, but I want to tell you to keep going. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Identity Podcast. I want to ask you to do two things right now. First of all, stop and subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. Secondly, go to moniquescript.com for all the ways that we can stay connected. Until next time, go and make a kingdom impact.